One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily, right here on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. And as you can see, I have a brand new cohort today. Uh, Louis Dangor is, is out of action. Away on assignment. He's on the <laughs> That's where he is. Um, and for the special pay-per-view review, I thought I'd bring in a good friend of mine, Spencer Love. How are you, Hello. Spencer? Man, I'm good. It's like I was telling you before this. It's it's always 50-50 when you're going to hop on a show if like maybe you're not coming off a great pay-per-view. But I thought last night was fantastic, man. So real excited to talk some uh, professional wrestling, some news, answer some questions. Enjoy a frosty cold one with a friend. <laughs> I'm glad you've got that because I'm on a diet <laughs> and I just have Oh, what a shame. I'll more than make up for you after the show finishes. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on this diet so I can have a beer with you in Vegas. Don't worry, man. Oh, man, I can't right. wait. Don't even start with me on that because, like, quite literally this morning, it's noon, 1 o'clock here. So about 9 a.m. this morning, the Canadian government announced all their new restrictions for traveling or lack thereof. Um, so, like, that was the only concern I had. I'm 100% in. We're good to go. Can't wait. I'll see you at the karaoke bar. <laughs> Listen, I know you haven't been on the show, but me and SB3, we got some pipes, brother. Brother, well, brother. As uh, Meatloaf said in his hit song, two out of three ain't bad, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, well, man, that, that is good news on the Canadian border, man, because I think from what I'm hearing, they reckon the UK might get the green light in July, which oh, anytime, man. anytime before August is good for me. That's all I really yeah. give a shit about. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Anyway, warm welcome to Spencer Love. You can see his handle in the top right-hand corner. Please do give the man a follow on Twitter. If you do follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I like Spencer very much. I'm a big fan of his hardworking, um, I want to call them endeavours, because he's one of the most prolific interviewers. And someone Thank you. who doesn't have perhaps the access that I do working for the outlet I do. So I appreciate the grind that Spencer goes through, man. Tell him about Thank your, you, uh, the website, the YouTube channel. Tell us about that stuff. All of it. Yeah. So uh, I am the founder, owner, but only one of the contributors to Love Wrestling. So like Alex said, I do a lot of the interviews. I do a lot of uh, that sort of stuff, both on the professional wrestling end and then on the content creation in professional wrestling end. So Last week, Alex was on my show, The Mind Behind, which we host every Tuesday, just chatting with, again, as cliche as it sounds, one of the brightest minds in professional wrestling, whether journalism, content creation, otherwise. So uh, we've got lots of different stuff. We've got quiz shows. We've got reaction shows for pretty well everything out there. We've got Sunday brunch. We've got a lot of great stuff. So uh, I can talk a lot about it or just uh, if you'd be kind enough to give us a follow. 
that'd be appreciated. We're findable everywhere at Love Wrestling CA. Absolutely. And look, some of the Wrestling Daily members are making hey. it known. They Good like to see your friends. There you go. And of course, follow Spencer. Now, if you're wondering what the symbol is next to some of these names in the chat, they are members of the Wrestling Daily tribe. And you can do the same. If you check out the description in this video, this will give you a link to how you can support us, become a member. You can, I mean, there's tiers in terms of badges you can get, but you can use the emotes you see below Spencer's lovely face on the right-hand side. There you go. If you want to use some of those, you can do it. But also, don't forget, you know what I'm about to say. The heartbeat of the show is the Ultra Chats. If you have a question for Spencer or I, might not even be a question, might be a hot take, might be an opinion. You want to get something cracking, give us an Ultra Chat, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily and we will read out whatever you donate we'll read it out on the show you give us that good stuff and i will pose the questions uh without further <laughs> ado let's get into the titular news before we get into let's. hell and a cell and it has everything to do with fightful selects report on brock lesnar it seems like spencer if i'm to quote it wwe have made plans for his imminent return what do you make of this um I trust Sean Ross Sapp as much as my parents, so I would have to assume <laughs> that uh, I'd have to assume that Brock Lesnar is imminently returning. That is Saskatchewan's greatest son, Brock Lesnar. By the way, just need to throw that one in there. <laughs> there you go, green. That's that's semi-deserved. Um, I'm real, real excited for this. Like Brock Lesnar, by my money, and and I say this in the strictest terms I can. As far as talent, like he might be the most talented pro wrestler the last 20 years, in my opinion, like the ability he's got for every aspect of the business, whether it's obviously the guy's built like a brick house, but he's entertaining. You watch him in segments like his Brock in the bank or with our truth. And you watch the guy sell. I don't think there's anybody in professional wrestling. That's got the ability to sell that that guy does. I, I think that that guy and, and it's hyperbole a little bit. So I'll maybe go a little bit more into the orange on this, but like that guy might be a Mount Rushmore level talent. Not really around Mount Rushmore level wrestler, just given there are so many who, nothing against Lesnar, have just done so much more in time. But uh, as far as pure talent goes, I'd have no issue putting them up there. So I'm excited, man, whether he goes after Roman Reigns, whether he goes after Bobby Lashley, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see him, I would have to assume, as a solo guy too. Paul Heyman ain't going to do double duty, right? So... I'd be real excited to see Brock picking it up and go back to his mercenary ways, I suppose. <laughs> That's it. That's what he's typically associated with, Brock. Let me read out what uh, Sean had to say. WWE has said to have plans in order for Brock Lesnar and hopes that he could return imminently if they have their way. As with anything, until it appears on screen, it's hardly a sure thing. Andrew Zarian, the Mat Men podcast, who also, by the way, is just on a ridiculous hot streak. That guy's batting a thousand, yeah. He's killing it. He really is killing it. Uh, and although Lesnar did uh, let his contract lapse, uh, Andrew did say Brock was always set to return when things got back to normal. Just a matter of when. That's the story. I mean, to be fair, I've even said that over here on TalkSport. I've heard that when he first left, and you know, people were like, oh, Brock Lesnar's a free agent. Eh, not really. Like, he just basically didn't re-sign because why would WWE play pay his mammoth downside yeah. um, when he's not being used and he had no and intention. Keep yourself to... committed exactly when you're flying back and forth like he's I think he's been in Saskatchewan the whole time. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't he, even he think he's traveled out of the country. 
Yeah. So, but, but it's very um, interesting that you say that, what you said at the top of the show, because now those restrictions are relaxed. He could freely come and go into America, yes, right? Could. Like, you know, yes, now, now, it's, now it's a lot more plausible that Brock Lesnar could return. Yeah, and especially, like, I think it was last night, the Foo Fighters played a full venue at Madison Square Garden. And if they're doing that in indoor venues at this with, point... With Dave Chappelle, nonetheless. <laughs> right? <laughs> Two of the greatest Daves of all time, man. You yeah. get Letterman in there and we're good to go. But it, it's just, it's so cool to see because, you know, and not to get too into her, but, like, you know, my, my stance has been trust the vaccines and I'm lucky enough to be double dosed and I'm lucky enough that that means... And, Nine days, I'll have my full protection, and that means that you and I will be splitting a pint in uh, a karaoke bar in Vegas in about a month and a half, two months. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm, I'm real excited on the Lesnar end. Like I said, um, he's who do you think he's going for, though? It's got to be Lashley. Has to be. Has to I don't be. No, man. I got a lot of time for babyface Brock going against Roman. I still have a lot of time for that match. Yeah, I just don't know if they do it now. I mean, the story is in play. The easy way to do it would be Lesnar beats Lashley. Lashley, uh, obviously, whatever. I mean, it, I'd feel sorry for him. But still, he'd get the match he wanted with Lesnar. Yeah. And then Roman retains over Cena. And then Survivor Series, what you got? You've got Reigns. Yeah, that's glorious. And you've got Lesnar. Um, and obviously, Paul Heyman in the middle. There's just a lot of easy story to tell there. Um, you get the long-eluded Paul Heyman on a forklift match. <laughs> <laughs> that everyone is clamoring for. I've been asking for years. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's interesting because when you look at the landscape of Lesnar, like before he went away, he probably could have done with going away when you actually think about it because oh, yeah. he put over Reigns, he put over Rollins, he put over McIntyre. Like he'd gone from the streak Lesnar, the mammoth, the gargantuan man who had done everything and then he's kind of given it back to these other guys, trying to build them up. Um, so yeah. maybe he needs to go away, come back, get his luster again. And, you know, if McIntyre doesn't have a dance partner at SummerSlam, Lesnar avenging that wouldn't be the end of the world. You know, Lesnar's the, McIntyre's the one who sent him packing. Yeah. They'll have unfinished business. Um, yeah. So that wouldn't be the end of the world. And to, to echo what you said earlier, I, I absolutely see Brock Lesnar as an elite talent. Um, any... The amount of superstars that I've spoken to who have amazing things to say about Brock Lesnar and his mind, like the way he puts mm -hmm. together matches and the way he goes about business, you'd think that this whole mercenary gimmick that we were like washed with for years that people were like really bought into for a while, like, oh, Brock only cares about the money. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've been there um, when I've spoken to like, Drew McIntyre was maybe the main one who said the Royal Rumble 2020, like Lesnar mapped it all out with Paul Heyman, right? To make That's him. incredible. To make him. Kofi Kingston has said the same, and I know Kofi didn't have a great experience with Lesnar, but um, that's obviously not Lesnar. Uh, I was going to say, you think if he didn't, maybe ask Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slash Baron Corbin. Um, but, but I mean, like, yeah, even Kofi was saying, like, when you're backstage and you see him, like, he loves wrestling. Like, he does. And I think to have him come back, um, now I'm I'm really, really ready to see Brock Lesnar again. Insert him in mm -hmm. that picture. Um, you know, I was really enjoying him before he went away. Like, that little uh, pocket between the Royal Rumble, where he went in number one, and WrestleMania. I think that's the most he's been on TV in a, yeah. in a, in a compartment in maybe i don't know 10 years so uh yeah. 
Lesnar adds a ton of value, and I can't see a way in which it's a bad thing to bring him back. It obviously makes sense now. Give him the money, and let's get back on with it, shall we? Bring back Brock. I am so excited. So excited, man. Absolutely. Let's move on into the Hell and a Cell review. Now, what I like to do, Spenny, is do this chronologically. I've, I just gambled on Spenny right. there. Spenny's good. <laughs> Always. Um, <laughs> Always. It's in the Twitter so, handle for a reason. Ah, well, there you have it then. <laughs> I knew it. It was a safety. Um, just remember that with this Hell in a Cell run through, you guys are free to give us your ultra chats anytime you like and you can come in and we will revisit that and we will shape it around that should you want to and i will give you a chance to ask spencer things later on in the show but for now i do want to get spencer's thoughts on um the opener which of course was mandy rose and natalia now for me on the pre-show i thought this was better than expected that's what i would say it was great to see Natty and one-on-one again, but Mandy Rose looked like she's either grown a lot uh, or, you know, she was great chemistry and led by Natalia or, you know, maybe it was both. Either way, man, but like the amount that those girls are all training at TJ Wilson's like the dungeon 2.0, you'd have to expect it. Right. And she's been so complimentary and he is. And obviously I'm sure you see the Instagram posts as often as I do. Like all the women on the roster is cliche as it sounds to say, they're all out there busting their asses. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think you see more and more evidence of it. Lana was looking solid before she was released, and I think if we can just get down to brass tacks with it, if you were to have said that three, four years ago that Lana would be someone I'd be looking forward to watching wrestle, yeah, I, I would have said you were nuts to be quite honest with you. And by the time she left, I, I was quite enjoying her, and I think it's a real missed opportunity that uh, she's gone. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I'm always a sucker for Natalia, obviously. Good Canadian girl. Um, and you're right. Like, there is there is no other way to put it, as cliche as it is. Like, she's a ring general. I think she could have a good match with a broomstick, nonetheless a Townsend pro wrestler like Mandy Rose, right? Yeah. I think Mandy Rose, like, for a while, she suffered from what people would assume is a Vincent Mann stereotype. Oh, like, obviously she's gorgeous and blonde. Yeah. And like, you know, everyone just thinks, oh, you know, well, that's why Mandy Rose is signed. That's it. And I can forgive people in a way for thinking that because historically that might be true. But yeah, sh- let, like, let's all give Mandy Rose some credit. I, I mean, I thought she did tremendous in the Otis storyline. Yeah. That, re- that really obviously brought her on. And that was something that she played a very pivotal part mm-hmm in pitching and in the creative if there had been a crowd yeah, there for that their kiss the WrestleMania, going to say that, that would have blew the roof off you it know what have... man like that would have been for me to be quite honest and obviously anybody like true everybody that lost their wrestlemania moment last year it sucks that was the biggest thing for me that was sort of taken away was that whole storyline because immediately after that they transitioned into the storyline with mandy and sonya strictly and, oh, man, the lead-up to that SummerSlam match would have been just – oh, it, it was electric in a time it was really hard to give energy to anything in pro wrestling. And they yeah. killed it. And that's a real, real unfortunate situation in that one. But, uh, yeah, Mandy killed it. I quite liked this one. I'm really happy Natalia won. I think there were a few people I saw on my timeline saying, why wouldn't Mandy win? Why wouldn't you give her that for a future title opportunity? Champ's got a champ. 
you have to have your professional wrestling title holders look like great professional wrestlers. You can't have it both ways, right? And exactly. this, is, this is my thing. I am one of the first to moan when I like one thing I despise, and I know this is particularly different because it's like singles into tag team, but yeah. I hate it in general when it's a singles t- holder. You beat the champion to then get a shot at the champion. That yeah. is like what they are. Do you know how big the roster is? You don't need to yeah. do that. You don't. Leave the let the champion be credible. Let the rest have their somebody win up a to the bunch champion. of matches. Exactly, Alex. Exactly. Holy, I knew there was a reason I had you on the show for good minds <laughs> and pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're right. Like yeah. I don't understand the need. Like when Drew, I, I know we keep going back to him, but when Drew lost before last year's Hell in a Cell, it was massive that Randy Orton pinned him. Massive. Randy Orton hadn't lost in a long time before that, other than to Drew. Drew yeah. hadn't taken a pinfall until that pinfall from Orton, and it felt massive. Massive. Yeah, exactly. And they don't same, do it enough. Same with Lashley, actually. When he took the pin to Kofi the other week, it was like, oh, that was, that's Lashley's first pin in a while. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it should it should be common sense that your champions yeah. are a bit like, But what I will say about this opener is I feel like it served its purpose greatly. Natalia got yeah. a chance to showcase what she's all about, and she... I don't want to say led. That's probably too much of a strong word. But she helped Mandy Rose to arguably one of her best singles outings thus far. Um, yep. So uh, mission accomplished. Mandy looks great. Natalia looked great. Hopefully this tag team match looks you know good down the road. That's as good as you could hope for, I think, in this situation. Exactly. I was very satisfied following the conclusion of this match. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how more succinct I can put it than that. But... Um, <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
what I will say is the next match for me, uh, uh, match of the night. It really yeah. was. Bailey and Bianca Belair were in Hell in a Cell to kick things off. Of course, I mean, there was three Hell in a Cell technically, if you want to con- you know, add in yeah. Roman. But they bookend the show with the Hell in a Cells. Now, yeah. the first up was Bianca and Bailey. I just loved it. And I think the women have set such a high bar for Hell in a Cell matches. Like, I mean, they've, had the best, they've had the best cell match for years in a row. I would say and that. that's nothing against what other people have done. Like Drew and Bobby tore it up. Absolutely tore it up. Hardy and Orton tore it up a couple of years ago. And even then, like the women have had the best sell match pretty conclusively, in my opinion, the last three years. Yeah. That, and this I mean, is no different. No different. Like, I, I, I had Bailey and Satter as my match of the year last year. Full stop. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I don't think that's hard to argue. I, I thought that this match was great in the fact that it was innovative in many ways, be it the Kimbo, uh, Kimbo, Kendo sticks, uh, Bianca's hair being used in a variety of ways. The finish. Oh, my yeah. God. That KOD was nuts. Nuts. Oh, man. All of it. And like you pretty well took all of my notes, but you're bang <laughs> on, man. Like that Kendo stick spine buster was insane. Insane. I loved watching it. All of the ties around the hair, right? Whether it was the chairs at the start, whether it was like using it as the bull rope later on in the match, all of that was so cool. I loved Bailey when Michael Cole's trying to explain what she did. Shut up, Cole. They know what I'm doing. They watch me. All of it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. And I feel like I'm going to make the same point we were making after the Hell in a Cell match last year with Bailey. I really, really hope there's not any sort of significant drop off or anything that leads to her being left off a SummerSlam card like she was a Mania oh. card. Because, man, like it's been two years of some of the best women's wrestling work. Lots of W's in there. Um, <laughs> ever? I, I just don't have a better comparison ever. Bailey's been on fire for the better part of two years. And yeah. it's indisputable for me. Since yeah, she no. turned heel, she there, there's, there hasn't been. A, a rough patch other than when she's been consciously left off of shit. And that's yeah. disappointing. Great work there should are, always be rewarded. You find a way to no put counters. someone like that. Yes, there are like no I'm, counters to Bailey's work. None. None. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that when Sasha comes back on the 16th, like throw me into a triple threat with Bianca and Bailey and Banks. Yes. Yeah. The, I mean, I, the, the, yeah. the battle. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do but, think like there's a lot of money in WWE's eyes this is in Bianca and Sasha too. But yeah. like I, I do think at SummerSlam I'd like to see Bailey also in that slot. I, I just feel like I said this at WrestleMania, I wouldn't have been mad if he they'd even <laughs> I'm glad they, I'm glad they didn't now by well, what yeah. trans, by what transpired. Easy but, to play Monday morning quarterback with that though, right? Like, yeah. Like at the she time, she deserved a spot. In, in at the time, he was like, "Okay, Bailey hasn't got a match. She's got all this history with Sasha that led directly into uh, Bianca Belair, which, of course, as well, she was Bianca's first real opponent. Yeah, or helped helped her from the Rumble upwards. Uh, so it was like it just made sense. So I still think it's there. I still think the match too. is there. Um, I do too. And stack it up. Like I've got no issues. Survivor Series is a big four pay per view. Fans are relatively recently having been back in buildings in November. Do Banks Belair there or do it at the Rumble next? Like, you've got so much time, so much time for stuff like that, right? Uh, do you know what else? Pat McAfee was good. Oh, my God. Jimmy Smith was great, too. Yes. The commentary yes, last was. night was the best I think it's been in a long time. Nothing against good Canadian boy, Adnan Verk, but uh, <laughs> I would not have enjoyed the LMSL pay-per-view quite as much. Bless that man. Um, no, I, I just thought Pat added a lot to that first match. I, I, I was like... Uh, 
he's he's just got really good instincts for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he knows when to chime in and he knows how, like kind of how succinct to be. Um, I just, and I, fi- I find him very naturally funny. I know some people probably I hate so him. Too. But I don't. I love him. I think you've got to have somebody like that that's over the top, that's exuberant, because Michael Cole is a very good commentator. Let's not yeah. argue that point. But he's a very uh, stoic commentator for the most part, which is why when the heist of the century call is made, it means so much, right? Spenny, um, what is I- this? What is this, Joe Pearl, is lobbying accusations at your door? <laughs> We're planning SummerSlam, brother, brother. Sorry, Joel <laughs> Pearl. I'll reply I'll reply later. I love you, though. Back really in the queue, brother. He's oh. right, Get out. We're live, brother. Um, <laughs> now I've lost my point. <laughs> Damn it, Joel. Yeah. We'll call this one even. Um, Matt McAfee, fine. There, there we go. are. Thank He's you. good. Um, he, he has been so over the top, so exuberant. Um, and, and I love Jimmy Smith because much in the way that Morrow did, um, again, two different levels, I think of excitement for lack of a better way to put it, but Jimmy Smith sounded excited. He sounded knowledgeable. Um, even if he's not the guy out there calling every freaking move by its proper, I I can't do it. Right. It's impressive when people can, he's going out there and sounding like a knowledgeable commentator and still having those gaps filled in, in a much better way than I think Adnan Verk's obvious gaps were, uh, filled in, you know what I mean? And I mean, there's a slight difference. Adnan was the play by play, you know, Pat is more, you know, chiming Fair in with, with his good stuff. But I, I understand what you're saying. Uptown yeah. Avondale has never liked Pat McAfee, it's worth noting. But um, <laughs> he said, I turned off commentary because of Pat. And I do get that, right? I, I understand there's going to be a market of people that don't like Pat McAfee. But I also there were certainly of- some times for myself too where I was like, oh, Pat. But there were a lot of times where I was like, oh, yeah, Pat. Yeah. You I know? mean, <laughs> That's almost kind of his charm to me. I, I like. Yeah. I, I guess you. You know, it depends what you, I don't know. It depends what you like. Uh, I mean, it in the most like complimentary way possible. He's like childlike in his enthusiasm for it, man. <laughs> it's contagious. It's super contagious for me. I, I love it. Moving on to the next match, it was Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Now. Obviously, Cesaro had kind of reached his apex at WrestleMania, which then led into a title feud with Roman Reigns. All great stuff. Now he's back at the same square with Seth Rollins. And this time, Seth picks up the W. But in the finish, yes, it was a roll-up. But my, it was one of the better ones we've seen, wasn't it? So Cesaro, Cesaro doesn't lose too much, but at the same time, doesn't look like it's done. Where do you think we're going here? What do you think of the match? Personally, like I, I loved the match. You know, this was another one that was a strong, strong contender for match of the night for me. I think that these guys, the, one of the best compliments I can give a pro wrestling match is just go watch this match. Um, they, they wrestle very well. I'm going to sound like a very uneducated pro wrestling fan here. <laughs> I'm not the smartest, by the way. But it was good. They're, they're, that's exactly it. They're great pro wrestlers. I watched this match and enjoyed the hell out of it. I loved Seth Rollins tonight, or last night, excuse me. Um, I really like the spot where he went for the kick. Cesaro ducked it and he sort of hooked his ankle for the back kick again. That's just that stuff you don't see often. And I don't think many professional wrestlers in tandem could pull off because that required some coordination, man. And it looked real, real cool. Like you said, too, the finish was great. I think that uh, um, it, it's hard to do a surprise roll up that effectively. It yeah. really is. And I think we as wrestling fans are conditioned to, uh, see it a little bit more often than we would like admittedly but that's maybe for me why this one hits so well is that you don't see it done this well so often yeah Rollins took that in real nice really good um you know you have to say you know certainly certainly wasn't like you know 
Austin knowing Hart a la SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing's going to do that, man. No, no. But yeah, this, this was exceptionally good. I thought, um, I and it, it, I didn't, it, I didn't come away from this match being like, Oh man, do you know what I mean? Like how, you know, we'll get into it later, but yeah. it didn't get, it didn't get into it. Um, I, I, it didn't leave me dejected. I thought it was a fitting end and, you know, it was just two great wrestlers and somebody won up each other. That's how it felt, which yeah, is how I, it should feel. I wasn't dejected by any means, like watching the match, but I I ain't optimistic on the Cesaro end. And I, I, I think maybe we as wrestling fans or myself personally have just been burned too often with it. Like the Andre yeah. the Giant and then it's done. And then all of his like real big stuff and rightfully so he's great at it. But like, Cesaro's too great for me, like a lot of individuals, to be this guy who's routinely labeled a tag team specialist. Yeah. Because he's so great at everything. And I hate him being placed in that one box. But like like you said, he, he really heated up when he went into the Roman Reigns match. And it seems like since then it's been uh, not a not a tumble down a hill, but they're they're taking steps down it. You know what I mean? I gotta say, I think when it comes to Cesaro, he's He's obviously in that like Dolph Ziggler mold almost where he's such a good hand, right? And yeah. good worker. And I know these are like terrible terms, but he's, he, he is that WWE kind of look at them and they go, oh, great. You know, I don't see them as like the guy, but they can make help the guy because they are yeah. great at what they do. And that kind of is where they fall in. And Cesaro ends up in another tag team yeah. title picture. And I said this on Twitter earlier by WWE logic. I didn't expect Rollins to take another loss here, which yeah. is a shame. I do want to yeah. put over. I, I went six for six in my picks last night. <sighs> Didn't brother. do pre-show. We did our picks before the pre-show, but six, six for six for old Spencer. Brother, brother, brother. Uh, I, I just think, you know, Cesaro, three brothers. Now, you know, yeah. I did well. I, I, brought, <laughs> I, I, I brought it up. Oh, um, the yeah, brother I, scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a strong, a strong green. I would say right there. There it is. There you go. See, this is what we've got on this show, Spencer. If we think a report is bollocks, we're like, no, boo. <laughs> boo. Look, it breaks. It breaks and everything. We're the ah, Look at it. Fall to its knees. Um, and then if we're like, eh, it might happen. Eh, there you go. Only uh, time can tell. And then it's like. <laughs> Those are is, the only time we'll tell reports. Is Spencer a brother, brother, brother? There it is. There you have it. Oh, um, you're going to give me diabetes. You're so sweet, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been told. Uh, Cesaro, anyway, like, you know, like I said, they, they, it wouldn't have harmed him to get the clean sweep over Seth, but I just yeah. knew it wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't. Um, no. it's, the, it's WWE's logic always will be. Um, you know, the, I don't want to call it 50 50 booking, but they'll never just kind of go, oh, Cesaro's on a tear and Rollins lost. Like, that could happen. Of course it could happen. But exactly. WWE, WWE don't like no, to do that. Needs the win back. I, I think the Rollins is going to challenge Reigns and Money in the Bank. I think they're heating him up for that. I don't know how you bring Edge back as a babyface to interfere in that match, but I think that's what's going to end up happening to Money in the Bank. I think Seth gradually turns baby. Okay. I don't know when. Against, and he goes against the heel Edge? Yes. I think Edge, I like that. I think Edge sticks close to what he was um, around WrestleMania, where he just kind of goes, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm, <laughs> I am who I am. A darker shade of gray. Yeah, like I think that's probably more likely. Anyway, next up is Alexa Bliss, and she's controlling your eyes, Spencer. She mind control, Alex. It's finally made its way to professional wrestling. The business has never been hotter. Yeah, hi hypnosis is the new 
wrist lock. I don't know. But either way, what did you make of this whole show? <laughs> Another mind control. Alexa is going to be the new um, another headlock, Randy. Um, <laughs> I was really, admittedly, not frustrated, but like I really enjoyed the match until all the Supernatural stuff came in. And I always will qualify with stuff like this. I'm a huge fan of the Supernatural and pro wrestling. I just don't know if there's been like, for lack of a better way to put it, the right mix of supernatural to professional wrestling in this for me, because yeah. when Shayna and Alexa were wrestling, man, do they look good together? Like Alexa's offense, she's laying it in, she's hitting hard. And Shayna, you know, I, a lot in the way that I talk about Brock earlier, one of the things that I like the most about her and being badass, this absolute MMA killer is the fact that she can sell like a killer, too. She makes her opponents look great. There were a lot of times she was bumping around for Alexa Bliss last night. And, you know, when people talk about the realism of professional wrestling, is Alexa Bliss likely going to be tossing around Shayna Baszler in a real fight setting? No. No. 11 out of 10 times, that's not happening. And Shayna Baszler made it incredibly believable, even when the supernatural stuff wasn't involved last night, of making Alexa look great, I thought. It just was yeah. frustrating for me that, like, you're literally controlling Nia Jax's hand to slap Reginald and then a scream and then her really cool version of the sister Abigail. I love that finish, but yeah, it, it, it just, it, it took me out of it a lot, which is frustrating when I was really into it at points. Yeah. Um, first of all, just going to address this by John McNeil. He says, what was the point of Helen the cell? Like Luke said, Luke, I mean, uh, it wasn't good and it won't matter. Well, I disagree with both of those. Um, it was good. Uh, will it matter? I mean, not, no, nothing, I don't think anything happened that's going to like drastically change the course of WWE. No. And I don't think prices any... right paper, uh, uh, whose line is it pay-per-view? Sure. Like, it, it, let's be honest. We all know that they're getting to when fans come back, right? We know that that's fine. But no. I, I sat there and I watched a lot of good wrestling. So I won't, you know, I won't say that it wasn't good, but no. um, what I will say in regards to Alexa, you hit the nail on the head, her, her more aggressive dialed up offense inside the ring. I enjoyed what yeah. Shayna and Alexa were doing. That was good for me. Um, did I like the mind control stuff? No. You know, don't look into her eyes. All this malarkey wasn't yeah. for me. Renner's really Excellent nice. word selection there too, by the way. Malarkey, nice sure. Yeah, nice uh, and done. Yeah, like Reginald getting slapped. Okay. But um, other than that, that was... And I made this clear on Twitter last night. Like, I'm very open-minded, when it comes mm -hmm. to like outlandish things in my wrestling, I'm not going right. to sit here and be like, you know, like Jim Cornette will die on hills. Like, oh my god, they're like <laughs> destroying the business. Like yeah, everything's effed. Yeah, that's that's never going to be me. Like, I'm perfectly fine with no. some outlandish stuff if it matters. Like, I love the Boneyard match, which yeah. if you if you actually wanted to pick holes in it, you really, really could. But it's the same with you know, I don't know, the Undertaker down the years, or even early to recent Bray Wyatt. I guess yeah. it's all, I judge everything on its own merits. Is it good? Does it, you know, tell a entertaining story or does it look good? You know, it's the same as when yeah. Jericho's criticized for falling off a cage and you see the cushions. Well, I get it. It ruins the illusion. And it's the same exactly. thing as if it's not done well, then you have to, you have to take that into account for me. Yeah. Is this the most gripping stuff? no, um, do I like Alexa Bliss when she wrestled though last night? Yes. Yeah. So I'm not like all lost on it, but I feel like when the fans come back, they'll probably focus on the things I did like, which is the wrestling. Yeah. And I guess there'll be less of the supernatural because fans, that's a tough sell. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and 
I just really don't know how you start to back out of it. You know what I mean? Like if they do want to pivot on this end of things, it's going to take a while with how committed they've gotten to this storyline, or especially in Alexa Bliss's case, um, to start to pull out. Like I I got no idea when the Fiend's going to be back, but I feel like that would need to be the trigger for it. And that's undetermined. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. I'll take it. Spending Omega from Edmonton. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll just set it in stone. Uh, Thank you. Next up after Alexa was back to another great wrestling match: Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Now we've learned since this that Kevin Owens is taking a little break, probably just until the fans return or SummerSlam. But he is taking a break, um, yeah. which is fine. I mean, I love Kevin Owens for the record, but. Um, yeah. Two Canadian brethrens for you, Spencer. Uh, they, they can't possibly, they can't possibly have a bad match. If they actually no. went out of their way no. to have a bad match, it would be a great match. It's just... No, they they're too good, man. And, like, <laughs> it's the exception to the rule of everything for me is there's nothing I hate more than repetitive matches that go over years and yada, 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 except for this because, holy shit, it's good. You know, and, and again, I've got the bias getting the opportunity to watch them in uh, younger years or in previous to WWE years is probably a better way to put it. Um, Other iterations. There you go. Great. Uh, there we are. Thank you for being better than me at this. It's um, where I get I, the I, mediocre <laughs> bucks, Benny. <laughs> well, you've got all those paid gigs from all of the promotions, right? <laughs> you know, you know how I work. Exactly. Exactly. Their, we've got this. Their, we've got this figured out. <laughs> in, their, in their damn pockets is where I am. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Kevin and Sammy, man, this is another one where I would just say you need to watch this match if you've got the opportunity to. I love the fact. I love the fact that every single time they wrestle, it starts with a hockey fight. It's just <laughs> I, I would almost that would be the only time I would ever complain about them wrestling is if they started off with like something outside of that in a singles match. They're so good. And I love the fact that last night they told an entirely different story than they told at WrestleMania or told at uh, Backlash a couple of years ago when they had their last match ever against mm. each other. <laughs> I uh, I loved the story with it. I love how uh, uh, they were still tying in the nail. I forget the name of the, uh, Aziz's finishing move. Oh, yeah. The Nigerian the, nail, maybe? Uh, there we go. I think yeah. so, something like that. But I love the fact that Kevin Owens, sorry for poking everybody in the eye as I je- gestured towards the camera. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that the story was built around that and built around the fact that Kevin was like losing out because he was still having the breathing issues. It was a really, really well-told story, a really, really great professional wrestling match. Uh, I consider it a buy if you were to uh, if you were to need a subscription service or something for it. This would be for great. sure. I mean, uh, again, you you hit the nail on the head again with the way that they sold all around the uh, damage Commander Aziz had put on Kevin Owens. I just thought was really, really well done. Sammy got a much needed victory. Everyone's a winner. Um, I left that segment very, very happy. I love both men. So it's one of them where you just can't lose, which I love. In Sammy wrestling. won in the ring, but the real winners are us, the fans. Exactly. He thinks he won. But we won. <laughs>
next is Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Now, this match, um, you know, I'll, I'll just start off here. I really, really enjoyed it um, until the finish, basically. Um, like, I, I thought Charlotte looked as great as I've seen her in a while. Probably her mm. best singles outing in a while. Like, she was hitting on all cylinders. Chemistry with Rhea was really good. Shouldn't be surprising after what they did at WrestleMania 36. But this was different yeah. again. Um, and Charlotte was just just flying on offense. I loved it. Um, yeah. In terms of the finish and the DQ, little weak for my liking. Took me right out of it. A lot worse. Flies. And for some reason, that's a DQ. I did like the character development after, though, where Charlotte is kind of saying... Oh, uh, you know, you're learning then, you know, like, obviously, it's kind of like... I loved all of that. Charlotte is a veteran. She's got all the reins. And Rhea is, yeah. is... And Rhea said, I only did what you would do, which is very, like, to me, those lines were very, very interesting. And uh, I don't think either of them are really a face, which kind of gives me the, where's Becky, where's Becky? But at the same time, I really did enjoy the action, what happened yeah. after, the finish sucked. Yeah. That's you hit the nail on the head to take your line, man. Like it's 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 a disappointing finish because, like you said, it's not technically a disqualification. It's hitting them with a foreign object. But when people are put through tables every week, what? How can you possibly justify that? In yeah. in my humble opinion, and I say that anybody watching with any influence, number one, please answer my media request emails, and number two, I've never booked wrestling, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, it's just frustrating when you end up with, like you said, a great match, one that tells a story all the way through. Like off the bat, Charlotte was literally looking at her and saying, lesson one, hit her with the belt. Lesson two, after she throws her outside of the ring. And tying that all together was fantastic. And um, I I almost wish, Alex, like if I could blip the finish from my memory, I, I would have liked this as much as their Mania 36 match. Yeah. It's just disappointing that this far um, – both of their one-on-one -on -one matches have had a finish that has left me disappointed. Mm. Yeah, right? I can feel that. I can feel and understand that. I wonder. I mean, I wonder where they're going with it. I really do, because you know, I think Becky's got to be it. I think Becky has to be the destination because I'm just looking at the character development of the other two women. Uh, I don't see how it makes sense otherwise. So I think it's been a little tough on Rhea's end. The fact that she's been since WrestleMania and the two weeks prior. She hasn't been clearly defined either way. And I don't know if that, like, that's been the toughest. Even when she was in the feud with Oscar, one week she's screwed and the next week she screws Oscar, And then they lead into this stuff where, again, it's very shades of gray. Rhea Ripley, I think, for me, is so good as being a real defined babyface like she was in her later days in NXT or being a badass heel like her NXT UK run. Mm. Trying to mix that and trying to find, like, yeah. When you try and make everyone happy, you make nobody happy. You know what I mean? And I think that she's so great when she's one or the other that it's maybe left me want for a little bit more because you're trying to get both. It's very interesting. I'm looking at the chat right now. So somebody said, uh, low tier killer, 167. When are they going to give us Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley? Probably SummerSlam. Um, and then he follows that up with, when are they going to give us The Fiend versus Kane? Probably, <laughs> probably never. I'm gonna assume. I really hope not for that. I don't. I don't want to see after Crown Jewel. I don't want to see any of those four men wrestle in a wrestling ring again. I have all the time for Shawn Michaels coming out and presenting ladders, Nilly Willy. I have absolutely no time for 
Shawn Michaels and Kane on the top rope ripping each other's masks off or ripping them out. Uh, I get PTSD when I see Kane think, in wrestling match at this point. Do you think Fiend, like, would we revisit the burning house of Kane, the trip down memory lane? I can just imagine it now. And they would, like, you know, no. hologram, hologram no. pull the into that shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, that just sounds like an awful, awful time for me. I've done over though. Uh, Twilight Zone, where no one can pronounce Aska. Is it Aska? I'm saying Aska. I like. I... I'm probably wrong. That's probably on me. I did say Oz. That's. I like. I like that's I, that's I, my I, apologies. This is a running thing because basically for months I said Oscar. Like, hey, now, well, Oscar. now I've got to fix it. it. There you go. There you go. Um, I am fine with being corrected. Let's move on into the main event, which was, of course, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, who beat Seven Sage of shit out of each other. Um, yep. It went about over 26 minutes. Oh, boy. It's, um, I've got lots of good things to say about the yep. match, right, in terms of intensity and the aggression. Drew McIntyre took a real healthy beating. Uh, it was His back looked like mincemeat, man. He was lit on fire and put out with an axe. It's terrible. Yeah, terrible. A lot of good bumps to the outside. You know, they kind of use the surface around the cage. Well, the way MVP got involved before he got in the cage, I thought was pretty cool with the cane and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was good. It's just like the, the thing, I guess I think the most about the match, which is probably doing them a dis disservice. So when MVP does distract Drew at the end and Bobby rolls him up. Now, bearing in mind, we've seen a roll-up finish earlier on in this show and we see a distraction yeah. roll-up every week on Raw. Exactly. When he distracts him, why couldn't Bobby have just put him in the hurt lock? Do that. Do that. And it's the same Alex, outcome. That gets makes far too much sense. <laughs> and you need to just take that right out of your cerebellum and get rid of it. Throw it out. This is not a place for logic. This is not somewhere where we will talk about things that to me as well would personally make a little bit of sense. We need to roll them up. Yeah. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that, you guys. Good to see you. Thanks for hopping in. SB3. SB3 nice. in the house. Yeah, I like the match, but the finish did not work for me. It took me out a little bit. Like, And I get it that they like, you know, they screwed Drew out of his ever getting a shot again. Oh, cool. I, I would have liked something a little more finite, I think. I'm going to be very upset tonight when Monday Night Raw kicks off with a Bobby Lashley championship celebration and Drew McIntyre interrupts it. But I was... I'm going I'm I'm to scream. I am going to scream. Oh, I'm going to scream when he does it. And, and I don't know if he'll come out before or after Kofi Kingston comes out because I feel like Kofi's been the guy who's on track to challenge Bobby next. I love the stuff that... Kofi and MVP have done, by the way, but I know yeah. this is the Hell in the Cell review, not your Raw preview. Um, it's just, it's, it's, if I'm wrong, I will never be happier to be wrong, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm almost certain that Drew McIntyre is going to come out and interrupt a championship celebration tonight, and I will, I will be bamboozled. Bamboozled. Wow. You'll be perplexed. And I'm probably not going to use that word for months because I want it to illustrate how unhappy I am with that possibly happening. <laughs> I mean, either way, I, I do think it's the right decision. I don't think Drew should have retained oh, yeah. it. Um, I do think, you know, you let Bobby continue his run, give him some fresh challenges, 
find something else for Drew. Drew's been exclusively tied to the title since WrestleMania 36, save yeah. for a few matches with Sheamus. He really could yeah. do with something fresh and a different story. And he had good stories during his title reign. He really did. Yeah. It's just I think he's had the SmackDown. Like, I, I, I really think that's the only way he can go. Well, like, as a character, would, like, his assume, motivation is go after a title. If you he can't go after a Roman, title. Roman and Drew, based on the Survivor Series last year, is not done. Yeah. Well, because they'd wrestled at uh, 35 as well, right? Yeah, but that was Roman's, like, comeback from leukemia, the second bout, and it was really all about that. Um, I think once they met at Survivor Series and they had the banger that they did, it was two men on totally different levels. You know, Triple H has said Austin yeah. Rock. I'm not sure about that. But, you know, if you want to do present day, I guess they are. They might be the closest comparisons you can get, yeah. In terms of rivals that are top tier, I get it. Um, and they did put on an absolute banger at Survivor Series. Mm. It's just a shame, though, because Roman is on such a, like, career-defining tear. I think if you move Drew over, it kind of derails where he's going to The Rock. And I presume it is The Rock. But, yeah. you know, but if it's... you put Drew over there, how do you have Drew challenge him a, a bunch and come up short? I don't know. That's fair, too. That's really fair, too. I, I just admittedly, I see... That guy could have a lot more matches without Roman Reigns that would be new and fresh for me on SmackDown than he can on Raw at this point. And yeah. as a character, like, he's always been championship motivated. That's what he was chasing. He came up for with Dolph Ziggler for the tag team championships, right? So yeah, um, I, I just see that, like, character-based intrinsic motivation, to use the douchiest phrase I can, <laughs> um, to, to move him over to SmackDown and be excited about the opportunity and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, I, I love this match. I, I I'm really frustrated that that finish is what finished the show as well, too. I yeah. almost thought, and they closed it about ten to nine or about ten minutes to the top of the hour. I thought there was an angle, and I was disappointed looking at sad Drew to close it out. I don't have a well, better way to put it. Did you see when Drew went through a table and then just a little hand popped up? Yeah, May Young's son alive as well. I told you, he's alive and well. Um, now, I, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's just, I th yeah, I thought it was a good card. I really did. Uh, and I enjoyed watching it. Oh, I yeah. just I just, just left a little bit. I mean, I guess you could say for Drew, one thing that springs to mind for me, do you remember when Steve Austin had the stipulation back in, I want to say, 99, that if he didn't win the title, he couldn't challenge for it again. And he come out and he stunned Jeff Jarrett on pay-per-view and he was like you know what because it'll be you next if i can't win the title um maybe drew reignites with sheamus yeah and he says, you know i can't have this and let's go after that or he unites with sheamus unlikely given the character standpoints and yeah. they go after the tag belts i feel like there are other things for him you know That's like fair. To, Dude, to, the, to guy's make... too, the guy's too good at what he does to like not force something. You know what I mean? Even if there's the proverbial, oh, we got nothing for you. He's a guy who's going to find himself back. And that's yeah. the worst case scenario, right? What's your like final score on Hell in a Cell? For me, I I think the opening Hell in a Cell and how much I enjoyed Zayn and Owens, Rollins, Cesaro and Ripley and Flair and the main event. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it all. It, there's just a couple of finishes that left me a bit, ah, you know, and, and yeah. I, I, I didn't love the the uh, hypnosis. So I'm going to say like a 7.5, 7, 7.5 for me. I was going to give her a four bags of popcorn out of five. I think that's what I'm going with. 
The metric system like, in Canada. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do measurements in bags of popcorn. It's actually about four milk gallons high. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Like you said, the, the couple of finishes there were certainly frustrating. The hypnosis, which is fun to be able to just throw in there, is uh, this was also part of this sports presentation. Um, that took me out of her a little bit. But the matches themselves, outside of the small little bits, I really enjoyed. So I got to give her a four out of five and 80% and eight out of 10, whichever metric you want to use. There they are for you. I like it. Um, what's with the hand? Was it MVPs? Unless MVP has gone white. No, it was not. Um, <laughs> it was somebody who was under the ring. I don't know. You need to go back and watch the spot, but I've put the photo on my Twitter. When Drew gets choke slammed from the apron down through the table, Somebody, for some obscure reason, reaches out and like pushes the rubble um, yeah. next to Drew, and then quickly like takes their hand back. Like if you if you weren't paying attention when you're watching, you'll miss it. But yeah. at the same time, if you watch for it, you're like, what? Um, I honestly bet they were like watching the monitors under the ring, and they're like, okay, okay, oh. Sh- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they would have expected, like, Drew's gone through and the camera would usually pan to Lashley, who's just gone like, yeah. ah! You know, yeah. ah! And, um, yeah, and, of, and, of course, and of course, instead, it's gone to mate who's fiddling. I don't know why somebody's under the ring. I really don't. Um, but there you have it. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, this is a good point for me to say, follow Spencer Love on Twitter. There are currently 125 of you watching this show. You need to take this time to go follow Spencer. Go on. Thank you. Go do it. I, go do I it right agree. Now. Come on. I'll be, a, I'll be a lot more aggressive in my agreeing. But yeah, I think it'd be neat. I like chatting pro wrestling. I like doing it often. Throw me a follow. I'm selfish in that sense. As I've said, <laughs> when I come across a good egg, I want you to join the clan. And that's one of the greatest things about the Wrestling Daily Chat. They are indeed very, very good eggs. Uh, oh, and- yeah. With that, I'm going to open it up. The last nine minutes here, guys, you can ask Spencer or myself anything that you would like to regarding wrestling, personal lives, I don't care. Get it into us in the live chat. I'll bring them up on screen and we'll have a fun 10 minutes to close here. Uh, oh, see him. Chris knows. He already follows Spencer. Thanks, cool. Chris. Of course he Appreciate is. it, friend. Bubba's, Bubba's joined the club. There you go. Thank you. It's all happening. Um Who's this? Who says Gatti Kushra? It's the official foreign <laughs> object controller under the ring. Guys, you've got three fair, kendo sticks for this match. That's yes. it. I will hand you three, but that's all you have. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, that's, that's probably what they're doing. Like organizing who's getting what for what match. I don't know. That that's makes, probably not incorrect. You know what? We're going we're gonna to report that. Makes some that's sense. That's an exclusive yeah. here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll drop that on TalkSport tomorrow. No problem. Throw it on uh, the Patreon. <laughs> I should I should get a patron. I should. Um, but in lieu of that, you should join Wrestling Daily. Remember, the description is in this video. If you want to be a member of the Wrestling Daily team, and why wouldn't you be? Um, come and join us. CM Chris is the one who opens up the questioning as well. Remember, guys, we've got a few minutes here, so please do get them in. Easy question to ask. How did you get into wrestling, Spencer? Okay, so um, I didn't watch wrestling a ton as a kid, admittedly. We didn't have it on at home, but the first thing that I remember of professional wrestling was when Big Show and Brock broke the ring. Um, So, like, I would always watch the highlights. I used to go to my grandma's house every Tuesday and Thursday for lunch. 
so we'd always watch the highlights on Sportsnet over lunch. And then when I was 18, I ended up buying a ticket to go to the Century Casino right here in Edmonton, Alberta, and went and attended a show from the Prairie Wrestling Alliance. They are Alberta's longest tenured promotion since Stampede. Um, and they just put on a great show now, obviously. But uh, back then, like the names on the card then, like Taya Valkyrie was on the card at that point, Casey Spinelli, uh, Michael Richard Blaze, who if you guys haven't checked out is, is the guy in Canada as far as I'm concerned. Just a ton of great professional wrestlers. And Alex, I don't think I need to tell you, like once you get the live experience with pro wrestling, like you're either completely out or you're completely in. There aren't really any casual independent wrestling fans. You know what I mean? So um, just kicked off from there. To be honest, I didn't even really get back into the WWE or watching it on TV up until uh, the first full pay-per-view I remember watching was Night of Champions 2015. And, wow. and that's like really when I started getting in. I, I don't think I've missed an episode of Raw since then. Or like I'm, I'm pretty religious in watching, to be honest with you since. But uh, yeah, late start. I was about 20, 25 when I started like really getting right into it. Wow. Uh, Lizzie Stallion says, don't need to be told twice. She's followed. Thank you. Uh, Game Crasher Forever says, Spencer had a flagged milk <laughs> compared to bottled milk. So... As far as I am aware, like I personally, I have never seen a bag of milk in my life. Not once, not once ever. I believe it's more of an Eastern Canada thing, but I could be completely wrong there. Like I've only ever seen, it's going to be funny to say, but like the only times I've ever seen anything about bagged milk are when you see people ripping on Canadians. <laughs> it's quite literally it. I would have to assume it tastes great though, because most Canadian things are great. Yeah, that's going to be what? my default answer. <laughs> you, you, you saying that just reminds me, like when I spoke to Re uh, Renee Paquette, she yeah. is like the, the most pro Canadian of all time. Maybe like she oh, yeah. is, she is so passionate about Canadian products. Um, I have pitched doing like a Canadian, and I don't have any contact. It's just some random dude tweeting at Renee Paquette. Hey, do you want to do a Canadian interview? I'm so sure she gets asked all the time. How's life with Mox? Dude, let's talk hockey. There's yeah. my pitch. Um, I, uh, I actually if the golden if the golden knights are in the third i will wear my golden knights jersey during the interview if i can get an interview with renee Picard. well there it is there it is. i shot my shot at renee on twitter and she answered in like under a minute and not not, not because i'm any spencer goes back draw. to the twitter sphere immediately yeah, following say, <laughs> your shot brother um matthew ledesma says alex the ham was the ref that got knocked out what and he slithered under the ring to push wood I, i'm not sure i agree with that that's i mean maybe Maybe it was. I could go. Um, I mean, it would make sense. Spencer, do you like AEW? Yes, I do. To be honest with you, there there really aren't any promotions I dislike. There are certainly things I dislike, but like, it's the same way I talk about the things I dislike with WWE. I don't inherently dislike any promotion. There are certainly pro wrestlers in every promotion that I'm not personally a fan of. But yeah, I got a lot of time for all elite professional wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, wrestling. Dion, Dion Chua is good. Dion, why haven't you become a member yet? You are a good brother on every show. Come on now. Dion Chua, best cartoon. Gargoyles. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotta go gargoyles. I'm going to say. Oh, man. It's so tough. So, like, I'm a huge, like, adult cartoon fan in terms oh, of like, okay. like South Park. Uh, Family Guy, American Dad, and Archer are all like amazing for me. And if I had to pick one, I would probably say uh, South Park. Probably they push so many bucks. Yeah, probably South. Park. Yeah, 
I've got um, a lot of time for Archer too, but yeah, I've, I've got to go. When I'm asked best cartoon, my mind naturally gravitates towards Child's cartoon. The fact that Archer's mum is dead in real life now is brings me great anxiety. Don't even get me started because, like, watching Arrested <laughs> Development too, man. Like, I know that's a go-to for me. Oh, I love Arrested Development. I love that. Um, oh. Let's see what else we got going on. Best funny movies says oh. Samuel Ifeja. My top three. I was actually having this talk the other day. So my top three. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, easy all day, every day. Oh. Like I, I watch it once a month. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall and Role Models. Good. And there are my three. Yeah. That was like an Role elite time so comedy films. Yeah. Oh yeah, Role Models. Forgetting Sarah it's Marshall is one of those movies that I could like if they were to do. I don't know if you've ever been to one, but like they do some quote along movies that you go to. The first one I ever oh, was Eight Girls. Oddly enough. Um, yeah, it's I'm real cool, guys. Um, but <laughs> I could go to one for forgetting Sarah Marshall and Slash, or I could do like a live stream where I'm pretty sure I could get about 90% of the dialogue down. We, um, me and my friends like to joke in role models about, uh, hey, do you know any wings? <laughs> Love, take me down. Ah, ah, so, do you know the story behind that though? No, so I don't remember the actor's name, but the gentleman who played uh, that guy. Yeah. Love the, I forget his name. Yeah. Um, he did a lot. He's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Funnily yeah, enough. yeah. So, yeah. so that actor, he wrote that song. He hired the premier Beatles tribute band out there to perform it, and then they like tried to play it off as like an actual Wings recording. So that like <laughs> not at all a Wings song. They wrote that song specifically to be a joke about a Wings song in that movie. I it's love incredible. That. The level of detail. Long term booking, brother. Yo, it, it, is, is, is it not a classic case of fire on the ground? Give me the right stuff, Joel. Don't come for that soft stuff in here. Um, he might be right. I don't know. But, you know. Oh, my God. Um, great film. Airplane, anyway. I see that comment there as well. Airplane yeah. would certainly be on that list. And then Mean Girls would probably round out the five. Um, I think... So Anchorman is like a classic for me. Um, yeah. Like I, I feel like that really kickstarted the Will Ferrell era, and I was a massive fan of everything. It's like semi-pro is horrendously underrated. There's loads like oh, he's yeah. got. He's got. Holiday like, Nights too is yeah, underrated. Yeah, so yeah. good. Shake and bake. Um, I mean, there's there's so many. Like to me, that's like my genre. Um, so I would say Anchorman. Um, the other guys, which is Wahlberg and Ferrell, is, yeah. is after <laughs> did you classic. Just, did, did you just quote Waterfalls? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Um, I've got, and then, like, yeah, I mean, I, I could do this all day, but I, them two like spring to mind. Um, it, it, you know, it might be role models. My third as well. It might yeah. be. It really might be. Sean William Scott. Yeah. Whatever happened? To, whatever happened to that guy? Ah, oh, old man. school. Old school dessert. There we go. There, there you go. Gotta remain composed. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta give back composure. Oh uh, God, we're gonna turn uh, this into. Do you remember like, before memes existed when we all used to just like sit in a room and quote movies to each other? Yeah, good yeah. times. Yeah, Great the worst times. Thing is, somebody said super bad here. Mixed partial part. Uh, mixed partial parts. Um, the first forty minutes of that film are like among the funniest in film history, in my opinion. Like it's a funny yeah. film, but the first like forty-five minutes is literally elite standard. It certainly um, slowed down. Yeah, amazing though. Uh, who are you gonna hit? go piss your pants, Greg? What? People don't people, forget. People don't forget. It's like eight years ago. <laughs> people don't forget. Uh, favorite impact wrestler says Samuel Ifeja. Dion Perrazzo. Oh wow, I, that's 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Easy answer. And and I'm sure I'm far from the only person saying it, but uh, it'd be Deanna. And I'd actually have to say Rachel Ellering as well. I've really liked her. Quite literally got to see her first match at PWA. They'll keep coming up. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. You're my boy. You're my boy. <laughs> Dry. Why is there no ice in my lemonade? He's like, yeah, dry. Dry. <laughs> now. Blue. Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously, I need to stop this show because this is going to spiral out of control for me. Oh, we'll be doing this for hours, man. But thank you so much, guys, for the questions. Very, very much enjoyed. And most of all, let's all give Spencer a big warm thank you. Thank you, my brother, for joining us tonight on this. I'm glad you stepped up to the plate, brother, brother. Dude, thank you. I really appreciate you having on me or having having me having on, on you. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, you, that's you like, uh, piss on me a couple of times too there. So like, I uh, Deviosi like he tried to fuck on me. That's that's how I think that. <laughs> you try well either way. Yeah. Interpret as you will. I've appreciated you having me on, man. It's been an absolute blast being here. It's been a blast getting to know some of the people in the chat and I appreciate the follows from all of you. I uh, I am I am mostly a follow back for follow back. I'm sure that all of us who say that find the people that follow them and you say, I, I, I simply cannot follow you back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's been tremendous getting to know Spencer on the show today on Wrestling Daily. I'm hoping to have him on my radio show in the next couple of weeks as well. So I look out for that. Um, and anyway, Spence, man, let the, I know you did it at the top of the show, but there's more people now. Please let us know where they can find you to close things out. Of course, my Twitter handle's right up there, there, right there, Spenny Love. That's where my personal stuff is at, but pretty well everything that I'm doing, you can find on lovewrestling.ca, across all our show socials. It's pretty easy, at lovewrestlingca, wherever podcasts are played, videos are viewed, articles are read, anything in between. Spenny Omega! You've seen it. <laughs> I'll take that, it. I'll take if I'm gonna get compared to a great Canadian there, there ain't many out there greater right now. So yeah. uh, I'll take that as a full-fledged compliment. Indeed, you will. Thank you very much for joining us, brother. Thank you to all you, Thank you man. good eggs. I'll be back tomorrow for the phone-in. Louis Dangor in the house, SB3 on Wednesday. Steph Chase on Thursday. And Ella J makes her debut hey. on Friday. So Talk about what, good eggs. Exactly. What a week of good eggs that is. Everybody take care and good night. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.